Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended or undertaken by Denuso Index Advisors, or any non-investment-related content made reference to directly or indirectly during this radio program will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Moreover, you should not assume that any such discussion serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Denuso Index Advisors. To the extent that a listener has any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue to his or her individual situation, he or she is encouraged to consult with the professional advisor of his or her choosing. Denuso Index Advisors is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of the program content should be construed as legal or accounting advice. A copy of the Denuso Index Advisors' current written disclosure statement discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. This is the Denuso Index Advisors Show on FM News Talk 1047. Here's your host, founder and president of Denuso Index Advisors, Chief Investment Officer, PJ Denuso. Happy weekend, Pittsburgh, and to all of our listeners. This is the Denuso Index Show, heard here on FM News Talk 104.7 and across the USA on iHeartRadio. In the studio with me today is co-host and fellow wealth manager, Mike Denuso. Hello, PJ. Hey, Mike. Good afternoon. And our other wealth managers who've assisted us in today's show preparation during this past week at our home office include Carl Hartman, Patsy Esposito, Mark Denuso, and Andy Clausen. Listen in with us every Sunday as we share our experiences and solutions since 1989 for your retirement income and retirement investing challenges. Also, answering our listeners' weekly questions, institutional indexing, investments, taxes, estate planning, 401ks, and 403bs. Talk with us about Nobel Prize-winning investment research with DFA, Dimensional Fund Advisors, and the power of index investing, low fees and low expenses. Again, we are Denuso Index Advisors, a fee-only independent firm delivering value to our clients under a fiduciary standard, placing your best interests first. Our website is denuzo.com. Again, that is D-I-N-U-Z-Z-O.com. We think if you like Vanguard and their indexes, you'll love DFA and ours. Listen in every Sunday at 12 noon as we discuss the value of eliminating inherent conflicts of interest for the benefit of you and your investment portfolios. Our phone number is 724-728-6564. Again, that's 724-728-6564. Our home office is located just past the Greater Pittsburgh International Airport in scenic Beaver, PA. And we maintain satellite offices for your meeting convenience at 555 Grand Street in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh in the beautiful and historic Omni William Penn in the East Hills of Pittsburgh on Murray Avenue and Squirrel Hill and off of Route 28 in Natrona Heights. We recommend you should start focusing on your retirement plan at least five years, preferably 10 or more, before your expected retirement date. So pick up the phone and give Denuso Index Advisors a call at 724-728-6564 to schedule a complimentary retirement income consultation or receive a second opinion on your investment portfolio. Since 1989, 
We have been independent and serve the Pittsburgh area as the largest and oldest pure index investment firm specializing in dimensional fund advisors, DFA, institutional index mutual funds. We also custody our clients' assets as some of the largest and safest custodians in the United States of America. TD Ameritrade, Fidelity Investments, and Charles Schwab and Company. We also have a complimentary educational book offer, which we think that you will really enjoy. Simply go to our website, click on the blue button on our homepage, and you will receive a hard copy of The Investment Answer. This offer is also available to our listeners across the USA on iHeartRadio. We offer informative workshops and seminars as we present to many groups, free of charge, sharing Nobel Prize-winning investment strategies. To have us present to your group, club, or organization, give us a call at 724-728-6564. Our next Denuso Index Advisor seminar, titled Rejuvenate Your Retirement, will be held on consecutive Thursdays and Tuesdays in May. The two-part Thursday seminars are May 9th and 16th at 9.30 a.m., and the two-part Tuesday seminars are May 14th and 21st at 1 p.m. Please remember, space is limited. Our seminars will be held at the Regional Learning Alliance campus, Cranberry Township, in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. Please contact Terry at our home office in Beaver at 724-728-6564 to make your reservation. Again, that's 724-728-6564. I'd like to remind our listeners that if you miss any of our shows at 12 noon on Sundays, all of our shows are archived on iTunes and on our website, denuso.com, under the DIA Radio tab for your listening convenience. We've got an exciting show planned for our listeners today. Topics and questions covered in this Denuso Index show include negative impacts of market timing and active management. Here we'll talk about many of the advantages of buy and hold passive investing for retirement. Also, risk-adjusted returns. We'll talk about the importance of measuring investment returns on a risk-adjusted basis. And lastly, active management's underperformance and high fees and expenses. One of the major factors in portfolio underperformance is due to high fees and expenses. This is your co-host and wealth manager, Mike Denuso. You are listening to The Denuso Index Show, featuring P.J. Denuso, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, PFS, Personal Financial Specialist, MBA, and MS Tax, Master's in Tax Law. We have been providing retirement income and retirement investment solutions since 1989 for our clients under an independent, fee-only, and fiduciary standard. We custody our clients' assets at some of the largest, safest custodians in the United States, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity Investments, and Charles Schwab. So talk with us about Nobel Prize-winning investment research with DFA and the power of index investing low fees, low expenses, and avoiding inherent conflicts of interest. Pick up the phone and give Denuso Index Advisors a call at 724-728-6564 to schedule a free retirement income consultation or to receive a second opinion on your investment portfolio. So, PJ, today the show is all about investments. (laughs) Yeah, Mike, you got a big topic up today here. So, part one here, negative impacts of market timing and active management. Do you want to kick it off? Uh, yes, Mike. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, my guess is a great idea on the topic today. As the audience knows, our regular listeners, we basically do uh, case studies. We like to talk about real-life situations, of course, uh, in general terms, leaving the individual's uh, indication out, uh, uh, leaving it anonymous. But a lot of people can relate to that. It's a pre-retirement situation. It's a post-retirement, uh, planning for college, uh, starting to invest in your 401k at work. And today, Mike, uh, and this was a good idea that 
every couple of months we like to pick it up to the 30,000 foot level and let's look at the big topics that are contained that are common threads to a lot of the conversations we're having pre-retirement planning retirement planning post-retirement and uh, really today Mike it was a good idea I think to focus on the uh, investment component which is arguably the largest sector we tell folks I mean the two the two largest sectors of importance of what we specialize in and our value proposition is investment management on the index side and financial planning, retirement planning, retirement income planning on the planning side. So today, Mike, digging into this, and I, I, I just looked at this when I saw your notes for the topic layout, and I said, this looks like just a real big picture show. This is the big right. picture today. And I think, you know, we're trying to just make it a little bit tangible as far as our experience, uh, what we've seen. Uh, DFA, Dimensional Fund Advisors, uh, which is our sort of de facto research and development department, which has sort of been figuratively sewn at the hip at the, for, with the University of Chicago uh, for the last uh, three, four, even five decades uh, with all the gentlemen who found the DFA coming out of the University of Chicago, PhDs, MBAs, uh, rubbing elbows with Nobel Prize winners. And just looking at the big picture on what we're doing for pure investment management in larger accounts in and around the tri-state area. We've got clients in close to 30 states. So again, not all these organizations are right here in Pittsburgh. But we're looking at something like a miniature institutional portfolio. And today, Mike, again, talking about that big picture. With our genesis, when I started the practice back in 1989, what our focus was on that time was let's emulate with the largest, best, safest, uh, the highest return with the lowest risk portfolios are doing in the country. Um, the, uh, as far as looking at these portfolios, what we see is you'll see approximately two-thirds in stocks and one-third in bonds. If we looked at the 500 largest portfolios in the country, foundations, institutions, endowments, we'll see anywhere from 60% in stocks to probably about a maximum of 70% in stocks. Again, so we could just say that two-thirds in stocks, one-third in bonds. So let's take a look at these portfolios, and this is what we're building and managing for a lot of firms that we're working for, a lot of organizations, again, not-for-profits, foundation-type organizations, endowment-type, where it's a pure investment uh, management situation. When we look at the problems and challenges when we've been pulled into these cases, they're really, uh, it, they're really the same. It, they're transparent. They're synonymous, rather, with individuals' challenges, the same exact challenges in the portfolios for these organizations, whether they have... Uh, a few million dollars, five, 10, 25, or 50, 100, whatever it may be. And again, we're managing a, a portion of these portfolios in the cases I'm talking about. But the problems and challenges are they've run into underperformance due to real large issues such as market timing, where they've had bad experience with the manager. And make, so how does market timing work when you're talking about investing? How's that different than indexing? Yeah, Mike, what happens is in market timing, there's basically, if, if the audience wants to think of it in simplistic terms, there's large bets being made at the largest, uh, at the largest area, taking a look at where some individuals may set up, some firms may set up a portfolio with 60% in stocks, and they may think that the, it looks sunny on the horizon. So they're going to make an active move to move that portfolio up from 60% in stocks to 70 or 80 or conversely, they may see that they, quote unquote, think that there's clouds on the horizon and they're going to move that 60% stock exposure down to 50 or 40. Uh, basically, when you sit down and look at it to oversimplify the analysis, you have to be right about two out of three times on those market calls just to tread water to break even. Right. So you really need to be right about three out of four times on your market calls on getting in and getting out of the market. And again, this doesn't have to be the entire portfolio. 
but it's somewhere between some of the portfolio, most of the portfolio, or all of the portfolio making these market call decisions. The other one, drilling down from the market timing would be active management. When these organizations have decided themselves, in a lot of cases, we want to have 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds. And now to fill these stock positions, we know we want to have, let's say, two-thirds in U.S. large and one-third in U.S. two-thirds in U.S. rather and one-third in international. Then of what we have in U.S., we want to have two-thirds of that in U.S. large and one-third in U.S. small. And then they go in, that would be what we refer to as the asset classes. And then they go in and fill, they hire people for these asset classes that are active managers. And as we see over time, uh, alpha is, uh, if there's positive alpha, means your outperformance or it actually ends up being a negative that the active, the average active manager across the universe is underperforming their relative index approximately equal to the expenses that it costs them to manage that fund. So if the index in a certain category is did 8% over a 10-year period of time, the average active manager, if, they, if their fees and expenses were 1.5%, their net return to the shareholders and the investors would be 8% minus the one5 so they would net 6.5% from that investment. So underperforming the index by 1.5%. So a lot of firms that come to us are upset about uh, that second level, the active management producing below index-like returns. And how big of a difference is there for those funds to be managed versus maybe index funds or um, something that's what are the fund expenses in the index versus typically an actively managed yes, fund? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mike, in saying that that adjustment, as William Sharp, uh, the Nobel Prize winner from the University of Stanford, he's been quoted a lot of famous quotes just with that simple statement that the average active manager is going to underperform the market and that their fees and expenses. And the average U.S. active fund, if we just looked at the average U.S. stock mutual fund last year, around 1.4%. Uh, expense ratio within that fund. Now, this is excluding crazy things like front-end loads and back-end loads. Just the expenses within the fund are about 1.4, internationally about 1.5. I'm rounding those down even to make it fair for the active folk. Uh, whereas if you look at an all-index portfolio, our 60% stock, 40% bond, we're close to 0.3, maybe 0.32 in that range. Right. Uh, Vanguard is maybe 0.25. They're even a little bit less uh, than the DFA expense ratios. I mean, it's just it, it's just a, a gnat's eyelash of a difference. But these expenses are, you know, we tell folks a lot of corny sayings that, you know, I think it was Ben Franklin said, uh, a penny saved is a penny earned. 1% less in fee and expenses for the listeners in the audience equals 1% more total return in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So the fees and expenses, the only, the largest correlation between fu predicting future returns in a stock mutual fund an active stock mutual fund is the expense ratio. High expenses tend to be very persistent. If someone's charging 2.5% to manage a fund and someone else is charging 1%, you see that 2.5% expense ratio fund performing with a lower rate of return, a lower performance than the lower expense. You just see that over and over. So again, they come to us, and some, sometimes these group organizations will come to us because they see, hey, we're underperforming the indexes. They'll, that, that'll just stand right out to them. We know we're below and or that high fee or expense comment. So those are the problems and challenges, Mike, that we run into. So what are some of the solutions? If we're, if we're not going to be doing market timing, we'll be doing the inverse of that, and that would be strategic asset allocation. We're going to set these asset allocations and maintain them. Now, our regular listeners to the audience know that our average client who's retired, on average, has three different asset allocations. So we want to be very strategic about this with a laser vision 
uh, for individuals on what your need expenses are, what your want expenses are, and then what your quality of life would be, portfolios that don't have any withdrawals coming out. These organizations, you have to remember, are basically looking at a growth strategy. Oftentimes, they are taking withdrawals, maybe 2 or 3% for we definitely recommend not taking more than 5% of a withdrawal out of a portfolio. It's nice to average that over a period because the previous year may have had, may have had above average or below average. But if you smooth that out uh, over the average portfolio value over the last three years or five years and take a maximum 5% withdrawal, that places a lot of firms in a lot better structure. Then even on the diversification, Mike, we're saying what the national averages are, but we've seen a lot of crazy allocations when we go in. Uh, some uh, An organization may have 90% in stocks, 80% in stocks, even 100% in some cases. And we have a fiduciary responsibility. We're set up as a fiduciary-based firm. And you have to have a reason for what you're doing. You're representing, if you're on an investment policy committee for an organization, you're, you are representing and you have to do right by the shareholders, the stakeholders, rather, of that organization. You need to, if you want to have growth, you need to have reasonable growth. You need to have risk-adjusted growth. And you got to be able to protect the downside as well as your potential upside gain. And again, we're looking at going through various periods. I know, Mike, in 2011, just a couple of years ago, some of, the, uh, some of our newer clients who had come on in maybe uh, the last five years were questioning international stocks as they had a bad year in 2011. Right. The U.S. market was up. S&P was up about 2%. And basically, the rest of the world was down. Real estate was up a couple, but large values small in the U.S. was down. International across the board, emerging markets, and even most of the Eurozone had a full bear market. So you just want to have a lot of, a lot of rules of thumbs. We look at since 1970. That sweet spot for your U.S. stocks and your international is about 70% U.S. and 30% international. So if the listeners in the audience, to make it simple, let's say you're managing your own account at Vanguard. If you had uh, $10,000 in a Roth IRA and you decided you wanted to be 100% in stocks, you would be 70% in, let's say, for example, the total U.S. stock market index and 30% in the total international stock market index. This is your co-host and wealth manager, Mike Denuso. You are listening to the Denuso Index Show, featuring P.J. Denuso, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, PFS, Personal Financial Specialist, MBA, and MS Tax, Master's in Tax Law. We have been providing retirement income and retirement investment solutions since 1989 for our clients under an independent, fee-only, and fiduciary standard. We custody our clients' assets at some of the largest, safest custodians in the United States. TD Ameritrade, Fidelity Investments, and Charles Schwab. So talk with us about Nobel Prize winning investment research with DFA and the power of index investing, low fees, low expenses, and avoiding inherent conflicts of interest. Pick up the phone and give Denuso Index Advisors a call at 724-728-6564 to schedule a free retirement income consultation or to receive a second opinion on your investment portfolio. So, PJ, we're talking about investments today. I don't know. Do you want to pick it up where you left off there? Yeah, Mike, just let me continue. As always, when we go on these big pictures, we need an hour show instead of a half-hour show. There's just so much content. So I apologize to the audience here for covering so much ground. But just to continue along that thought, Mike, again, I just want to reset this for the audience, for our listeners again. You're, you're looking at your portfolio. And let's say, for example, you want to set up a growth portfolio where you also want risk-adjusted growth. You want some downside protection. You don't want to be down anywhere near 100% when the stock market's down. So you want the downside protection, but again, you want good growth on the upside. That portfolio, for example, would be just talking very simple terms, two-thirds in stocks and one-third in bonds. 
call it 65, 35, 70, 30, but two-thirds in stocks and one-third in bonds. When you come back to the stock portion, let's just look at that, for example, that two-thirds of the, that you have in stocks. So you have a $100,000 portfolio, two-thirds is 67000 Let's just call it 70000 for that 70-30. Of that two-thirds in stocks, you're going to want to put approximately two-thirds in the U.S. and one-third in international. Then when you're looking at the U.S., you're going to want to uh, place, again, two-thirds in large caps and one-third in small caps. So you want to own sm some small stocks. That's where the premium is that we're going to be talking about in a show here coming up in a couple of weeks. But there's extra return built into these small stocks over time if you have a long holding period. There's been an extra return built into value stocks. Uh, there is the stock market premium. The stocks do better than a risk-free rate of return, treasury bills. There's a value premium. The value stocks do better than growth. And a small cap premium that small stocks do better than large. So you want to inject some of these premiums into your portfolio, especially, again, if you have a long-term time horizon. Five years is the minimum period that you want to expose yourself to the capital markets, to the stock market with any investment that you have. If you need money in less than five years, you don't want to go out and build a 60-40 or 70-30 portfolio. But if you have five years, especially if you have 10 years or longer, just think of how many members of the audience, whenever individuals first come to us and they're getting ready to retire, we're, whether you're 60, in your early 60s, mid-60s, late 60s, we're always building and talking about building a minimum 30-year plan. So even for when you retire, you have 30 years. So again, you've got time on your side in many cases. Let's build the best risk-adjusted portfolios we can. Now, Mike, there are some other asset classes out there. We want to remind the audience, real estate is a great asset class. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you had a real estate index in your portfolio, let's say, for example, of 10% of whatever your stock exposure was, if you had that 70% stock portfolio, have 7%, for example, in the overall portfolio in a good stock, uh, REIT, R-E-I-T, uh, 7% in the emerging markets. Uh, the emerging markets are going to grow the fastest over the rest of our lives. Uh, Again, when the de developed markets, U.S. and international develop, catch a cold, emerging markets oftentimes catches pneumonia. So you just want right. a little bit in there just to help the portfolio. Uh, again, you know our story, our mantra is 100% indexing your portfolio. We were one of the first 100 advisors in the United States with DFA, Dimensional Fund Advisors. If you're doing this yourself, if you're self-directed, we would strongly recommend going to Vanguard, looking at the tremendous lineup of indexes that they have, and doing it yourself, building this for yourself at Vanguard. Now, of course, the benefits, Mike, I think should be self-evident, but uh, you know, just some of the obvious benefits are you're building a portfolio with less downside risk. The lower that this portfolio drops in a bear market, the higher the likelihood that you're not going to bail on this portfolio. When we go back and look at the data from 2008 and 2009, it was these ultra-aggressive portfolios, 100% in stocks or something close to it, which was the highest concentration of individuals bailing out of the stock market. And unfortunately, it was all out. And we're still, to this day, in 2013, running into individuals who are still all out of the market or out with at least some or most of what they had before. So it's just been a total catastrophe from that perspective. Uh, you know, bench, use these benchmark indexes, diversify. Uh, the, bro the broadest, again, to, to remind the audience would be uh, looking at Vanguard as an example to really oversimplify this, a total stock market index, which would be the U.S., total U.S. stock market index, a total international stock market index, and a total bond market index. You can just build a phenomenal portfolio with just those three asset classes, just blending them to your mix. If it's 50% in stocks and 50 in bonds, whatever your sweet spot is. But again, because of better planning, because of building better portfolios, maximizing that growth rate, 
over time, building that 70% portfolio all indexed in an attempt to gain a return. Uh, if you diversify across the planet Earth right around the S&P 500 rate, the U.S. large cap rate by pulling these extra premiums into your portfolio. But, and the key is here, Mike, as we talk all the time, approximately one-third less risk in your portfolio, which is very key. This, again, is your host, P.J. Denuso, and I would like to thank you for tuning into our show today and spending time with us this afternoon. This is the Denuso Index Show, heard here on FM News Talk 104.7 and across the USA and iHeartRadio. I'd like to thank my co-host and fellow wealth manager, Mike Denuso. Thank you, P.J. Along with Carl Hartman, Patsy Esposito, Mark Denuso, and Andy Clausen. Again, we are Denuso Index Advisors, and in providing retirement income and retirement investment solutions since 1989 for our clients under an independent, fee-only, and fiduciary standard. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 724-728-6564 to schedule a complimentary retirement income consultation or to receive a second opinion on your investment portfolio. Thank you, Pittsburgh. Enjoy your weekend, and we look forward to talking with you next Sunday. Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended or undertaken by Denuso Index Advisors, or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly during this radio program will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Moreover, you should not assume that any such discussions serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Denuso Index Advisors. To the extent that a listener has any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue to his or her individual situation, he or she is encouraged to consult with the professional advisor of his or her choosing. Denuso Index Advisors is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of the program content should be construed as legal or accounting advice. A copy of the Denuso Index Advisors' current written disclosure statement discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request.